Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. So this is Pop Culture Hour, not to be confused with Happy Hour. Although pop culture does make us all happy and so does wine. So do what you want. Dracaris bitches, welcome to another episode of Straight Up with Stassi. This is my favorite monthly episode that I do because I get to do this with Taylor Strecker, my BFF, my soulmate. Like, she needs to live in LA, but she doesn't. It's probably great that she doesn't because we get like that separation. So, like, makes us love each other even more. This is pop culture hour. Feels like there needs to be like music for that part, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I support, I support some theme music for it, for sure. Yeah, it needs like something like ominous, you know, like something Ooh. that's like, we're about to fuck shit up. We're <laughs> about to fuck it up. We're about to go in on so Maybe many we could things. Maybe like borrow Selling Sunset soundtrack. Like, we are the girls and we are here to not play, but wait. fuck you up. Have you Okay, wait, hold on. Show? I've never seen Selling Sunset, <laughs> but one of the only things I know about it is that the music is like Vanderpump Rules music, where it's like the songs are so cheesy and it's like, it's a night out tonight and we're gonna have some fun, but we're gonna be hungover. These are the times. You know, just like really dumb no, shit. It's, it's actually, if you can believe it, worse than anything I've ever heard. Like it is so, it's just like, it's so obvious that the songs were written for the show specifically. You know what I mean? It's like, I've got my high heels on. I'm selling real estate. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, really? Like, really? I, I am telling heels. you, you need to, you can just like watch it and just like, on an iPad, turn around and just like listen to it. It's just okay. the soundtrack of my life, quite frankly. Oh my God. Why wasn't anyone getting people to write music for for Vanderpump Rules? It could have been like, I'm late for my shift at sir. I think I need a cigarette break by the dumpster. <laughs> like, oh, would have I mean, been fucking amazing. Best intro song ever. I'm still okay. haunted. Okay. Um, so Taylor, it's been a fucking month. Like it's been a month since we've done this. I, I, I think I only like spoke to you briefly, like as a friend. Yeah. Over Isn't the that break. so crazy that we just go so long without talking and like neither of us notice? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I know we always talk about this, but like, is it good or is it bad? No, it's great. I, I think it's really good. No, I think it's I great. I really do. I don't have the time. We don't got the time. I don't have the energy. And it's like, it, it, it and because it doesn't affect the friendship, it only enhances it. You know? I feel the same way. I feel so, the same way. 
So I mean, how I are like your holidays? Talk to my mom. I like. I mean, oh, yeah. I haven't talked to my mom in a month. No, I don't talk to anyone. And we're good. Like, it's not even like that's bad. Oh, really? Because my mom, like every two weeks will call me and talk about how she's really upset and how two weeks before that she had, she had given me a talk about how I don't make enough effort and then she'll start crying and then I'll be like, oh, well that really makes it fun to call. No, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, you're putting all this pressure on me and now this is like, this is a chore. And like, I told you that like, I'm going to try harder, but like, you have to make this more fun. Like you, you can't just, it can't be like this. And then I'll just say, I'm sorry. Both ways. Oh no, no, she tries really hard. Oh, oh, she does. <laughs> yeah, she does. She tries really hard. And yeah. I'm just like, if it's any consolation, mom, I know that like this is already me and Hartford's dynamic. So like, I will be punished. I'm getting punished. <laughs> Karma is coming back to me for not being a better daughter. Yeah, like you're gonna get a bad girl. One hundred percent. Whatever. But yeah. So how were your? How was your holidays? It was good. We got sick. I went to go visit my my niece, Scarlett, which, like, I wouldn't take it back for the world, like, being sick in order to get to see her. But, like, fucking A, man. It's like, we work. Tay and I work so... We just... It's... it's Our work schedules are crazy. My wife definitely works longer hours than I do. But, like, she never gets time off of work. So, like, to have, like, a week and a half off straight is, like, luxurious. Yeah. And to then be like, and... We're sick was just that shitty. That sucks, actually. A lot. Sucks. What so, kind of sickness? Like, I feel like even when we travel, like, we come stay with you. Like, we go, like, on these, like, trips. Like, we're going to um, Portugal in March. But it's, like, they're either right. short trips or they're working trips, you know? Or a combination right. of the two. Like, even your wedding felt like, I felt like I was, like, still doing work stuff on your wedding. You know what I mean? Because you were posting that content. You know it, honey. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I got high engagement. <laughs> no, I know, what, I know what you mean. So it was, like, yeah. So it was, like, a week and a half that you actually, like, had nothing to do. Literally. And you were sick. That's that really does suck. It sucks. I know. But, you know, we're, oh, we're also, we, <laughs> we announced on Instagram, we made it Instagram official that we're like actually trying to have a baby. No, when so, I say I was crying watching that video, like I you? couldn't, I, yes, like I was so emotional. Like it was such a beautiful video. And like, it, really, I've never Did- seen you more vulnerable. And it was just an Instagram video, but I felt like For you. real? Yes. Maybe it's just because I know that you've had like, this wasn't like your idea. You know, like you're apprehensive. You don't know if you're ready to have a kid. So like, but you know how much Teddy wants it. And and you do want to be a a parent. You're just scared. So like to see you just like in that video talking about it and then like, like the B-roll, like, you know what I mean? Of you guys Wait, choosing. But did it not feel like an infomercial? <laughs> oh yeah, but I, but I cry in infomercials. So like, was it cheesy? Yes. Did I love it? Yes. <laughs> ASPCA vibes. No, it really was like, I felt like, where's the number to call for me to adopt one of these? Like literally that's what it felt like, but where's, I loved it. <laughs> where's the one eye dog in the crate yeah. shaking? <laughs> Should have done Sarah McLaughlin music over it. Oh, in the arms of But Taylor, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you both. I'd like you guys to just get on this as soon as possible. Now, like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't stick your head in the sand and be like, okay, well, we did the first step of choosing the sperm Stop donor. It. Like, <laughs> we're going to wait a while now. Like, you got to do it. Get it. Come on. Get we're in the gonna game. We're going to get it going. Hey. Hey, <laughs> stop it. Peer pressure. We're going to get on it. I promise. Okay. 
Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying being a parent is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Yes, you miss out a lot on, you miss out on a lot of life, <laughs> but like you gain so much other life, you know? Okay. Yeah. I will say watching, oh, first of all, Hartford, almost happy birthday when we're recording this. By the time this airs, it will have been It will have been. Birthday. This is her last day as a one-year-old. Oh my, my God. Life. Two is so old. You know, it really is. She is so delicious. She really there is. aren't even words. So between watching you, like watching my bestie have a baby really helped me get into the frame of mind. And then of course, having my niece, like mm -hmm. that was, I, I really like going to hang out with Scarlett, like driving in at a hellish time of the year, driving into literally like we're driving into influenza. That's what we were doing. You know what I mean? If it was any, yeah. if it was for anything other than Scarlett, I would be spitting nails so fucking angry. But yeah. like, I was like, I am so excited to play with her that like, I don't really even care about any of it. So it, it's, I'm getting it now. And just imagine when it's y'all's baby. You know, I know you own I it. Know. I know. Well, and better <laughs> yet, like for a while, I was really sad because I was like, the first child 100% is going to be Tay and the sperm donor biologically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and again, I want to be clear because I feel like sometimes I say things and I don't like fully explain that people are like, what are you saying? Like, there's something wrong with not having a biological baby. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's really, I think like if you're a, a family who adopts, uh, parents who adopt, you have experienced, do you have a very similar experience as adoptive parents? If you are parents and you, you know, are both biologically attached to the child, you have that similar shared experience. What we're going to be going through is we're first time parents mm -hmm. with completely different experiences. And mm -hmm. so that's what scares me because it's not that I need to be biologically connected to my child. I would have been totally great with adopting. It's just that I... Like, I don't like the Tane are going to have different experiences. That's what kind of makes me feel like just nervous because... Like, do you feel like you're going to feel left out? Yes, fully, fully, fully. Um, so yeah, those are the things. But a listener called in to like, I have like a hotline. If you want to call in, go to taylorstrecker.com. It's a website and you can just click the button that says leave a voicemail. Um, but she left a voicemail and she was like, I listened to your Taste of Taylor talking about your fears. And she's like, I just want to let you know that like, you love Taylor so much. So like, don't forget that this child's going to be like her carbon copy. And I was like, oh, oh that's so, so cute. If I love Tay so much, like, of course I'm going to love her offspring that much more. And yeah. like, I hate myself. So <laughs> if I had one of me, I'd be mean to it. So this is perfect. That's like kind of a good point. <laughs> Actually, if you had one of you, you'd be mean to it. Totally. Accurate. Act yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> That's perfect. No, I think you, I think those are all like really valid, rational fears. I think that those all make complete sense. Like that's not a crazy person thought process like that. To me, that makes so much sense. But I think that when it happens, you guys are, you're such a team already. You're yeah. such a great team already that you're going to be so in it. And that like together, that, that you're going to laugh. You're going to look back and laugh that you, like, that you had those fears because it's, 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 you can't, I mean, yes, there are lots of parents out there who, you know, single parents who raise kids by themselves, but like, it's very hard and it's not oh. like Taylor's going to be doing this by herself. She's going right. to need you all the time. 
Yes, you know I would I mean? like to be a 20% dad. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not going <laughs> to let you. No, you're going to be you're going to be in the fucking trenches. You're going to do that shit. You're going to do like 4 a.m. feedings and you're going to like it. No, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to no, like it. No, I know I'm hiring a baby nurse is what I'm fucking doing. Oh, yeah, girl. Get yourself a night nurse. Who needs, get your, who needs college education for your kid? Who needs a college savings account? I, I need know. a night nurse. That's what That's I need. That's something that you should budget. I'm telling you, getting a totally. night nurse for just a couple days, a couple nights a week, not totally. every night, right. just a couple nights a week so that you can look forward to knowing that you ha- will have like at least nine hours of uninterrupted sleep. Yes. Like if you are privileged enough right. to afford that, 100% do it. That was Bo and I had someone come a couple nights a week and like literally I don't know how I survived without it because I was so exhausted. Exactly. By like doing at doing everything like 24/7 that I would just like count down to those nights knowing that she was going to walk through the door and I could literally be like bye and just go to sleep and then wake up and like without having any interruption. Oh my god. It was like oh. fucking I needed it. Yeah. Baby talk. All right. Let's get into, let's get into like all the things though. I've got three things on the list for pop culture hour this week. There's only really three things that I'm kind of obsessed with. And if you have any like honorable mentions towards the end, fine, cool. You can throw it in there. But right now, do we start with the main thing? Yes. Do we start? Because that's because like if we end with it, we're going to go an extra like half an hour. Yeah. And this is the thing. There's so much to say. Like, okay, obviously everyone knows we're going to get into Harry and Meghan because like, how could, how can we not? The last time we did this, the documentary hadn't come out yet. How rude was that? Oh my God. Wow. It was, first of all, I'd like to say that we are uh, Nostradamus because we totally predicted what it would be. And we were a thousand percent correct. Totally fucking right. It's their love story. But also Mm -hmm. in their love story, you know, it's the ups and the downs. And so they told their story and, you know, I just hate how the press like tries to plan it all like, oh, they're tattling. Oh, they're being victims. It's like, yeah, that's what fucking happened. I know that's what happened. Oh my God. I know. It's like, where do I even go with this right now? Because I have so many feelings about it and I'm trying hard not to just be like a full blown Harry and Meghan apologist. Like I, I I want to like be as fair as possible. But when I, when I watched every episode, I like literally kept thinking to myself, like, how is it possible that anyone isn't understanding or like isn't having empathy or sympathy for like the situation they're in. Like you don't have to like them. You can still think they're annoying, but how can you not be like, wow, I feel bad that I've gone really hard on them. That's what I was thinking. So there's like a lot of people like, I feel like outside of you and Mm -hmm. Bo, like a lot of people in our lives, like do not like the Megan and Harry of it all. No, I and don't know that many people that do. <laughs> it's it kind of blows my it's, mind. And like, so, but I th- I think I figured out what what's going on. I think that there's a huge projection that people have to Harry and Megan. It could be a number of things. I think the first thing is, is that Harry and Megan represent um not settling and taking risks. So if you feel that you've settled Ooh. and you feel like you are not a risk taker. 
they bother you because they're probably shining a light on something that you feel insecure about in your own life. Who told you that? That's a great theory. Did you myself. come up with that? That's... I haven't even seen my therapist in like three months. I told Taylor, myself. way Thank to you. dissect that. That I'm into it. Thank you. I also think that um, there's a lot of people who are in families, a lot, whether they're famous or not, royal or not, where they're like, um, the way that they their dynamic works is not being transparent and having open conversations and a lot of secrets, okay? Mm-hmm. And I used to be in a family that uh, I felt from my vantage point had a lot of like secrets and double standards. And that was like, wait, I don't operate like this. But when you do, you are either brought up or you develop a narrative that is like, like telling secrets is the enemy. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. systems of abuse are allowed to stay in place because of secrecy. Mm-hmm. So if there's, if, if everything's based on secrets, mm-hmm. then there's probably something wrong going on. So yeah. like, but, but there is this narrative with people and it doesn't necessarily make them bad. Okay. Like you can be like, like there, yeah. there's some like, I definitely have things in my life that I'm not shining from the rooftops. And like, if they ever came out, I would be embarrassed, but like, you know, I have parents. I don't need them to hear everything I've done in my life. But yeah. like, I would own it. But so I understand the idea of like privacy and secrecy, but there is a fine line between it being normal and being unhealthy. No, I need you. I am so glad that you brought this point up because most of the criticism that I see is like, they sh- you can't do this to family. You don't air your dirty laundry of your family. Yes. Like family is off limits. Like everything is all about family. And I'm like, whoa, when did like this idea of like being blindly loyal, like receiving beatings, but still being blindly loyal to people you're just related to become more important than like what is fair and right and your own happiness? Like when did, when did that, like, how is that like the priority? Like, I don't understand if you, I like that you said like a lot of families, there are like this like system of, of abuse or this when you you have to lie on their behalf. And it's just this, like everything is swept under the rug or you just, you dance around things and that's yep. fucked up and yep. you shouldn't have to live like that. You shouldn't. Also, there's this mentality of people who are like, <clears throat> well, I did it. So do you, so do you. So like, if you were raised in a family where you had to keep secrets, it, it like, okay, how do I explain this? Okay. Loan forgiveness, right? It's like a topic kind of going around. Like, I, I don't, I'm not going to get to politics, I promise. It? But like, yeah, there's been like this chatter of like loan forgiveness for um, student loan debt, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like the government will offer funds if mm-hmm. like you make X amount a year and you have X amount of student loan debt, like there'll be forgiveness. It'll be wiped away. Yeah. Now, does that require taxpayers dollars? I, I, I don't know that much about politics, okay? But what, I know it's been a topic for debate. And there's two types of people. There's people who are like, That's not fair. Absolutely. We should do it. I was crippled by my student loan debt. Like if I didn't have to do it, like the world would be such a better place. And then Mm -hmm. there's people who are like, fuck that. I had to do it. So you did And so I think that there's a lot of that in the like haters of Harry and Meghan. It's like, well, I had to keep my family secret. So why are you especially get to run around? Totally. You are so right, Taylor. You're so right. God, that was such a great analogy. Thank you. So I feel like when, so for me now, and here's the thing, there is a caveat. If you are a Meghan and Harry hater and you have not seen the documentary, I guess you kind of, you kind of get like a, you, you don't quite know yet. So I can't really come down that hard on you but i will say this challenge yourself 2023 the year of being uncomfortable go watch it <laughs> but if you did hate them you watched and you still hate them you're a fucking monster <laughs> <laughs> wait true 
Truth, truth, truth. Something is wrong with you. You need to look at yourself. They're a mirror, okay? I completely agree. And like Taylor, every single time I go on TikTok, which like isn't that often recently, but like, so it's like jarring when like I just go on and like, let me be inspired by something. And it's nothing but Harry and Meghan like, fucking trolls like just all of the videos I rarely see positive ones and I'm like this isn't this shouldn't be my algorithm like I want to see things that like are are supporting them like how am I like seeing all of this hate and I'm literally just watching these people and the shit they have to say and how they're cringing the whole time and just like everything that Megan does just like she is so cringy and just so this and it's like you guys fucking are you listening are you watching her cry? Are you watching oh. her cry and talk about how she wanted to commit suicide, how she had a miscarriage while this was happening, how the royal family has literally fed information about, imagine if you married into a family, your, uh, so yep. your in-laws, your in-laws yep. was going to the news. They were going to the news all the time to just give them dirty shit about you. No, you're no, telling me you would just like keep that know in? know what it feels like. <laughs> no, you do. So like, you're telling me that you would just like not ever say anything about it. You would just like have, you'd be like, but family's more important, but family's <laughs> more important. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. And here's the thing. Well, guess what? If everybody in the family is being shit on, then they would all probably be, be able to like, um, like empathize with one another. But here's what's happening too. And this always happens in systems of abuse. There's double standards. So the yeah. rules that Megan and Harry and Harry, you know, with this new book coming out spare, we're going to find out that the Royal family's narrative is it like, Megan came in and ruined this family. Uh, I may or may not have been accused of ruining a family as well, which is like, oh yeah, y'all were perfect. Honky yeah. dory before <laughs> little old me came along. How powerful am I? It's like a, a one person, especially an in-law, cannot ruin a family. The family has to be fractured in order for that yeah. to even begin. And so I think the point of spare is Harry's being like, oh, we had problems way before Megan was even in the picture. So I definitely, I feel like that's kind of like, like I feel like he's telling way more salacious stuff from oh, the leaks that are coming from out. From the leaks, I know. I was deb- anything they even touched in the documentary. No, agreed. So Taylor, like I have like some of the leaked like info down right now and I'm like, is it worth even bringing up because like I haven't read it yet? And so like I, because when I keep reading about these leaks, it's like one or two lines and I'm like, well, I don't have the context. Like I'm reading about like Kate and Megan had a fight about lip gloss and the word baby, baby brain Brain. and like the, like something about like the hem, like the bridesmaids dresses. But I'm like, I don't have the full story. So like, I don't know that I want to speculate, but like everything that I'm reading, it kind of, I'm like, this is, this feels like a Bravo celebrity memoir tell all like, (laughs) this literally is so intense and I would know. You know, like, it's, <laughs> I, know. I would know. This is so intense, and I'm like here for it. I, but I wonder if it's like a little too much. Okay. Right I now. I get it. I it's know. a lot. Like, even reading the stuff that's been leaked, it's like, whoa, he went there. Whoa, he told the top. I mean, now I'm a secret teller, but shit, like, if my like s- older sibling, I don't have one, but like, if they like push me into the dog bowl and I like cut my back, like, these are some details that are coming out. Oh, yeah. But again, so I just recorded for the Taylor Strecker Show, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker Show. And oh yeah, go um, to our Patreons, you guys. We both have Patreons both, where you can watch this. Yeah, go to patreon.com slash You can watch this, find out lots of other content, just a, a whole cornucopia of shit out there. Okay, and it's sorry. like, did Taylor and, blink this month? Did she not have the blinkies this month? Like, we're trying new glasses on. Let's see. 
It's like, where's Blinkies? Where's Waldo? Where's Blinkies? <laughs> um, so I was recording you know, with um, a, a co-host and this is what they said. Um, they said that they're so sick of the narrative that like they're saying too much. They shouldn't tell their story or like the family secrets. And he said his name's Joey. Hey, shout out to Joey Scladani again. And Joey said, he said it so succinctly because I've been so trying to find the words to like express to people why it's wrong to condemn somebody for telling their story. Correct. And he said, Prince Harry was born into this role. He did not have a say from birth. This is, and like, one could argue me and Stassi chose our, we choose our choice, right? 100%. We, 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 we do radio and podcasting, reality TV. We, we chose to be in the public eye. Fine. You know what? There's a leg to stand on. He never had the choice. He was born into it. He, he, he had, he had z- complete coverage of his life and narrative told through the eyes of his family and the press and whatever. So if anybody deserves to finally tell their story, it's Harry. It's his mm-hmm. turn to fucking speak. So I think that's why he's telling these things that even people who are supporters of them, like me and you are like, oh my. <laughs> he's he like, yeah. It's like, oh shit. You guys, there's a lot of, they're, pre- they're giving us lots of content. <laughs> right now. But it's like, Holy I shit. think he's like, the thing is when you're in a situation where you're trying to talk to people privately, internally, <clears throat> and have your voice heard, and everybody just constantly shuts you down. Yeah. Eventually, you are going to scream when you're finally in a position to do so. And so I think if we can give him any grace for things that we like, maybe think he's oh, he's like, t- say, even telling a little bit too much, I think that that's where he is right now. He's been silenced for his entire life. And now he's seen, he saw it kill his mother. He personally mm-hmm. was affected by it. And now mm-hmm. he's seeing it trickle down again to his wife and potential children. So he's like, this is him sticking up for his family. He's like, enough is enough. And he's, he's telling his truth and he's allowed to tell his truth. I completely fucking agree. And I also like kind of have a theory, like thinking now that, you know, it takes a really long time to get a book published. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you write it pretty much a year before the it, it comes out. So this was probably all in the, like he was doing all this, the Netflix show and the book at the same time, a long time ago. And I bet you now he's like, oh shit, like it's a lot. Oh, oh I didn't realize that it was going to be like one month this, then right away this. Is it, is it too much? And then PR is probably like, it might be too much, but like you already like signed the deals, you collect the checks, right. you got to put them out. Like you have to. But I bet you he's like, hmm, I probably wouldn't. Because there have been times like when my books come out that I'm like, a year later, I'd be like, I would have taken something out or I would have added something. I would have changed some things because you change, you evolve every, you're constantly changing your mind about things. And I would imagine like he's, he's probably like, like it's a lot right now. I just think I love obviously that they're telling their stories and they're being so honest. I just feel like they need better PR. And like, they should hire us. (laughs) I feel like there's also the people that like hate Megan and Harry that I'm like, you're literally like, you're lemmings and pawns for major media. Like major media is the bad guy. Yes. And and like, you guys are like, you're doing exactly Exactly. what they want you to do. Like they're controlling your brain. It's really Mm -hmm. not like... If, if there's a battle between Meghan and Harry and the British royal press, like, like the bad guy is the press without 100, a doubt. Like, how can anyone argue that? How right. can anyone fucking argue that? How can anyone be like, no, yeah, I'm team press in this one. How can press 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 press
Yeah. I also do think press makes money off of other people's lives. Yes. God, it's so sick. I know, but we're also part of the problem. We read it. I know. I know. Like it's it's a whole everybody's reading it. And then we talk about it. We're all horrible. Every single we all, you know, we're, just, we're all horrible. It's true. We all need to go to therapy together. What if every day at noon there was like a world <laughs> gong, <laughs> and we all just did group therapy and like solved the problems? You know, it I would be such a shit show. Can you imagine? <laughs> you raise your hand. I, I want to talk. Wait, I have something to add. It's kind of a funny idea. Okay, but also I I, I thought of this too. Mm-hmm. People who don't like Meghan Markle, it reminds me of what happened to Anne Hathaway. And Meghan oh. Markle's going to have a comeback. People are going to, I think that eventually people are going to realize, wow, we were really hard on this person for no reason. Because what is, I think like what people don't like about Meghan Markle is they feel like she's not sincere. But I yeah. think she just really is that like earnest and that sweet and like just she's not that funny so there's no sarcasm there's nothing for people to relate to exactly 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 she's just not relatable she's She's nerdy She's nerdy. She's yeah. Anne Hathaway. She's nerdy mm-hmm. and she wants to be funny, but she's not really she's that not. funny. And yeah. that's okay. Like she's that's so totally many amazing fine. things. But like, I think, you know, grass is always greener. You always want what you don't have. And so I think she wants to be funny and tries to be funny and kind of thinks she's funny. But like, yeah. that's where but it it's ends. Like, it's like dad joke funny. It's like completely oh, it, it, that fell flat. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it makes people feel like, oh, I feel weird. Like I feel secondhand embarrassment, bathos. Mm-hmm. And then bathos. That's Meghan Markle is a little bathos. A little and that's bit. why people don't like her. And I and I think that um yeah, and that's why they think that they don't like her because she makes them feel bathos. But like it's just that <laughs> she's trying to be funny and it's not landing necessarily. And it's not well. landing. And like I don't think we're just like used to people who who the way she speaks is like she sounds professional. She sounds Very. controlled. She mm-hmm. sounds like she sounds so so sweet. Even the tone of voice that she talks in, it's like this soothing tone of voice. It's like every, there's no there's nothing rough about her. And I think people relate. They want to relate to things. They want to relate to people. And you normally relate to people who are flawed. And Meghan Markle seems like she's not flawed. She right. just seems so perfect and unfunny. So it's like, (laughs) people are just like, no, she must be a really controlling person. She must be completely narcissistic. She must be this. She must be that. She must, she's been out to ruin the royal family since she took a photo in front of Buckingham Palace when she was 12. This has been like, like, no, maybe she's just like that. Maybe she's just like, what you see is what you get, actually. Maybe she's just that nice and perfect. That's it. Yep. Yep, I think I think it's accurate. And I'm sorry. And one more thing. For then the fucking not the New York Times, the New Yorker to do the piece, the narcissist piece. The year of 2022 when we got over the narcissist, we all got sick of narcissists. Okay. Okay. You didn't see this? No, I'm the worst. I'm pretty sure it was the New Yorker. They did a whole, um, it was on the front page, like the the cover, uh-huh. the year of the, we're all sick of narcissists. It was like the year of being sick of the narcissist. And it was Donald Trump, Kanye West, mm-hmm. other, uh, what's her name uh, that, um, that Amanda Seyfried played the dropout. Oh, yes. Oh my God. What's her yeah. name? The, this it, one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Her. And like in the center. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. In the center was Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. She deserves so, like, to be on the uh, on the cover with Kanye, Trump, and, 
and Elizabeth Holmes and, and other people. It's just those are the three that are sticking out. Wow. Um, so like after everything and her talking about the media and and everything that we've seen, she hasn't done anything to hurt. Pe- like what? Like to put her on there with so, like, oh my God, Elizabeth Holmes is going to prison. Like, she literally exactly. conned sick people. Like, how can you put her next to Meghan Markle? It's mind blowing. Mind blowing. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I'm trying to pull up the, um, the cover cause I want to see who else is on it, but I'm sure it's also horrible people. Yeah, no, it's like there was no one good. Oh, I just thought of a fourth topic. I'm going to circle back at the end. Okay. I mean, I think that's pretty much because I don't want to go into what's been spilled about the the leaked. No, I I don't. I don't think it's responsible. I I think you're 100 percent right, because like, yes, I'm sure there's like there's it's just everything is such clickbait and taken out of context. So until the book is out, it's really not fair to like. It's one thing to read the headlines, but to speculate on them is dangerous. Totally. Because if somebody did that to me in my book and just like took right. a couple lines of things that like were really important to me that I spent a lot of fucking time reading so that you, you read it in full in its entirety right. to like right. understand, I would really hate for people to just pick apart. And I've seen people do that. Of pick course. apart just like certain paragraphs and read them on TikTok. Like it's like, that's it. That, like, that's yeah, all like I have that's to say like, for yeah. myself. That's like it. it. Like it's it's in its full totality. I just yeah. want to just, just to keep it real. Just admit that I have been speculating on the no, no, yeah. topics all yeah, week, totally. but I know it's wrong. Oh, you mean you've been and saying I will it on buy air. the book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look at me. I'm so much more responsible than you. I know. No, it's it's, no. If I had a daily talk show, a daily show, content. I would be speculating too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I'm sorry, but I have to. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, any more thoughts about Harry and Meghan? My last thought is it's really fucked up that the royal family took away their security. To me, that was the saddest That's part. That's crazy. That is, that is putting it's people abusive. in danger. It is abusive. It, like uh, your friend Joey said, Harry did not choose this. He was no. born into it. You cannot take away someone's fucking security when he decides that that's not the life he wants for himself. What? It's insane. That should not be allowed. No, that it's should not horrible. be allowed. Like. We're going to, that's going to be in history books one day, a thousand years from now, people are going to be reading little computer things and looking back and be like, whoa, the royal family back in the day took away security. Security. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's going to be like gladiators fighting in the Coliseum. Like that's a really fucked up. Literally. That's dark. I mean, talk about controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah. Moving, moving on. I have been a big fan of Thrive Market for a while now. They're my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials because, okay, two reasons, okay? I am somewhat lazy, okay? That's just a thing. I love to be able to just go online, look up what I want, order it, and have it just come to my home. But also, I save so much money when I go to Thrive Market. Like when you become a Thrive Market member, you can save on every single order and it's an average of over 30% each time. So like the foods that you love from your normal grocery store, when you go to Thrive Market, 
they're less expensive. And I'm also the type of person that like, I kind of stick, I feel like we all are actually like this. I'm like, I'm no different from anyone else, but we like the same things. We're used to the same things. When you go to the grocery store, you know what you want. And it's so easy to just go to thrivemarket.com and know that your like list is already on there and be like, yeah, this is what I want. All of the snacks for Hartford, like I'm really big on Annie's snacks. All of those snacks, I just know, great, gonna be delivered to my house. Soups freaking easy. But not only does it save money, you can actually put like filters in the website. So let's just say you want snacks that are gluten-free um, or like with no nuts or something. You can put that in. There's over 70 filters on the website. So you can figure out exactly what you want. And I also just like to scroll without the pressure of being in the grocery store and like hogging up the aisle or like Hartford screaming where like I can't really like figure out exactly what I want. I can do it in the comfort and the privacy of my own home. So join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash straight up for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash straight up. Thrivemarket.com slash straight up. Okay, so the second thing I'm obsessed with right now. So on New Year's Eve, did you watch Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper versus Ryan Seacrest? Oh did yeah, because you were sick. So like you kind of like had to. So I, I, I actually was going back and forth between... CNN and I don't remember what channel it was, but ABC. it was the Miley Cyrus. Oh, I guess it was Miley. It, it was ABC. Yeah. It was the Miley Cyrus, like whatever. My honestly, Miley's such a fucking vibe. And Paris yeah. came out. Ah, it was great. But I can't stand Ryan Seacrest. I like, I think he is he is the most regular, degular fucking dude on the face of the planet. He is so boring. How is he so famous? No, I don't understand either. Like, he's not funny. He's not interesting. Like, there's nothing like, why is this person everywhere? Uh, because he's safe. And that's what media has been for so long is playing it safe, especially on the big networks. So he like represents the old way of doing things. And I mm -hmm. reject it. And I love Andy because he's Andy and he is like, you know, he's network. He's cable. He, I'm sorry. He's not network. He's cable. He's like saying crazy things, whether he's sober or drunk on CNN. Yeah. And I, I like applaud that. And so if I have to pick a team in this, like there are two what things can that? be true. They can both be the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah. They can all suck. Well, but I, I choose Andy in what? this fabulous battle. 100%. So let me just like give a little like backstory to the battle. So last year when Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen did their New Year's broadcast yeah. from CNN. Okay. So they, they rival like Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is with ABC, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah. and last year, Andy Cohen, Anderson got super wasted. It made for one like amazing television. And then yeah. like Andy, Andy Cohen live on television was just like, yeah, Ryan Seacrest losers trying to like broadcast over there. And then he's getting updates that like, wow, like ours are being watched by so many more people like losers. <laughs> Ryan's, great TV. 
great fucking TV. Great then TV. this year, CNN decides to be like, mm, no drinking. Oh, huge rude. mistake. Huge mistake. That's You guys, what kind of world are we living in where now we can't even drink on air for New Year's Eve? Like, Ugh. that's what New Year's Eve is about. And then Ryan Seacrest had to put his little two cents in. He's like, I think that's a great idea that they're cutting back. Like, of course you do. A, boring. You know, <laughs> so boring. Just like oh. being like, I don't condone drinking on air ever. Okay. Literally get a life. Like, get one. <laughs> Nowsies. And throughout the whole like broadcast, like Bo and I were watching on New Year's Eve and Andy Cohen just like kept giving snide remarks and was just talking about how he couldn't drink and it like really fucking sucked. And yeah. I just thought the whole spectacle of it was hysterical. And it also yeah. reminded me, I wanted to like kind of send him like a DM and be like, yo, I know that you were irritated that you couldn't drink, but like, it's kind of karma because when we were at the reunions, we I'm weren't dead. supposed to drink. I'm and so dead. like we had to do it sober on air, but like we would sneak it. So like, I bet you were sneaking little mini bottles <laughs> in your <laughs> fucking, like in your pockets. Not that like Andy Cohen's the one that made that rule, like no right. drinking at the reunion is not his fault, but it was just giving me like a little PTSD. Like we had to do that sober. We had to do that sober. So like, whatever, but yeah, uh, Ryan Seacrest, little weasel. He's a little weasel. He's like a little tattletale, brown noser, ha monitor. Yeah. And so Andy didn't say hi to him. Then he goes on Regis and, oh, ha, Kelly and Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And he he's like show. such a little bitch baby. And he's like whining about it to Kelly, who is, by the way, one of Andy Cohen's best friends. Best That's friends. so uncomfortable for her. And she was even like, oh my God, Ryan. Like she like was exacerbated by it. She was like, stop it. Andy doesn't hate you. This is ridiculous. And then Andy went on his um, serious show and he was like, he was just kind of like, sorry, I didn't see you. My God. But he did call Anderson and was like, it's your fault. I didn't say hi to um, Ryan because like whenever Anderson and I are together, like if I see him, I'm like, hey, there's Ryan. And if so, you you should have let me know you saw him. And then Anderson was like, I'm not doing this with you. I love that. I love their dynamic. Me. I too. wish they would get together. Me too. It's rude that they're not together. I just, it, it just, there, there, I will say I've, I am not a gay man, but I am a gay woman and, and it's different dynamics with gay men than gay women necessarily, but it is like a total thing in gay man community where, um, you have like a partner who everybody wants you to be with. Cause like you're best friends, but like, there's just no chemistry whatsoever. You're just besties through and through. So yeah. I mean, but it would be like the modern Brady Bunch. They both I have love two it. children on their I own. Would They're love both it. like two good looking dudes. They're so different, you I know, know, that like they enjoy oh each other so much. Yes. I know. They both, like, they're family oriented. They both, I mean, they have children. Yeah. I know. I know. And like, they just, they're like the yin and yang. Like they just like balance each other out. They're just so cute. I know. I love them. I don't know. We can dream. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, CNN, bring back booze. Please. Because uh, that please. was just fucking dumb. That Stupid. was just dumb. But doesn't it feel like we're starting to live in a, like, like a world where like there's so many rules? What's oh, with all the rulesies? I feel like we're going <laughs> way back to a like super conservative vibe and it's really scaring a girl. It's, because yes. Like it's so many rules that I'm like, wasn't this like the whole free country place? 
I know. <laughs> like, what I can say point? what I want. I can do what I want. It's a free country. Like that's like the you can't even drink on New Year's Eve on your CNN broadcast like like not even a couple sips maybe yeah, like, it. how about like a happy medium how about it's not like we're literally blackout versus like we're dead sober it's like yeah just like why don't you just like try not to get fucked up try not to get wasted yeah just like drink responsibly as wasted as before maybe no tequila right yeah that's fine. yeah 100 champs only on exactly. new year's eve All right. So next things that I'm obsessed with next story. So I've decided to enter like pop culture in terms of like television and, you know, cause I normally only watch period pieces. Most of them like were released back in 2016. So no one can relate to anything that I'm watching on the television, (laughs) but I I joined the world and I watched Emily in Paris (gasps) and I watched white Lotus. (laughs) Did you watch both of those? Huckleys, 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 Did you watch both of those? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. We never watched the same thing except for Sex and Um, the City. That's because I watch what the world is watching and you watch period pieces. (laughs) I know. You're right. Okay. It's a you problem. No, it is. 100% is a me problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Emily in Paris. First one came out when I was pregnant and I was like, oh, this is fun. It's really cheesy and like campy and whatever, but it's fun. Second one came out. I'm like, this is really cheesy and campy, but it sucks. This is like literally like horrible television. And I'm like, I might as well just watch the third season because like YOLO, it's the holidays. Like, right. and it's Paris. Like, how am I right. not going to watch it? Like, it was so good. <laughs> Wait, Thank you. Hold on. It was like premium fucking television. I was watching it like, is this going to win an Emmy? <laughs> Like, if, if honestly, no. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it was definitely nominated. Like, what happened? Okay, <laughs> so I don't know if I can even be like... Um unbiased at all in this discussion because I got to work so closely with Darren Starr and the whole cast for Younger. Yeah. And of course, uh, duh, we're obviously huge Sex and City people. So Darren Starr has done 90210. I'm a huge fan. Sex and City, do we even need to discuss? The biggest. Psychotically so. And then Younger and Sex and City, at least when it came out, it was very edgy. And I feel like... um, I feel like Younger was great, but not quite as edgy as maybe Sex and the City, like for its time, if you will. But I just like, I find the Darren Star formula in writing Mm -hmm. style very comfortable. I know. I knew you were going to say comfortable because I, yes, it is literally like eating comfort food. And I may, and maybe it's because I had to like, like I would do like, the after show for younger. And then also I would, I would did a podcast with them. So I had to like dissect every episode with the writers and with like the directors and with the cast and with Darren Mm -hmm. himself. So like, and, and Darren's very like loyal. He loves to like work with the same people. So I like, I can recognize like similar writing styles from younger to now Emily in Paris. So I like, there is such a obvious formula to me that he just like follows. It's like plug and play. And I think it just makes for, it's like, I just feel like people, and I know we're gonna talk about White Lotus, but like TV now is so like trying to be like, so like different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. But like, let's also not ignore like playing the hits. And I feel like Darren plays the hits. So even when it's bad, it's still good. Correct. You know? It's kind of like um, Hallmark holiday movies. They're so bad, but they're comfortable and yes. you want to watch them in December and yes. you enjoy them. And you're like, that was fucking amazing. That made me feel amazing. That's what Emily in Paris is this season. But like truly season two was not good. Taylor. What do you think it was about season two? Cause th- well, that's what I'm saying is like, for me, I think I feel the same about every season. Do oh, you know really? I mean? 
Yeah, I and, and and what I'm saying is I think that's why it's hard for me to discuss because I because I just I um, I think I'm too close. I think I'm okay. too close. So you don't feel like this season was significantly better than the previous one? Um, I love season one. Maybe I was eh about season two, but I'm like back in it with season three. But I like even when I was like oh about season two, I still like was like watching it over and over again. Here's the thing: is there's so much that goes into his shows, like. The costumes alone, the set alone. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know. I think maybe what he did this season that maybe you guys liked better if you hated season two was I think the um, integration of French people speaking French was very like authentic. And so mm-hmm. I think that that was kind of like a more adult choice, a sophisticated choice is what I'll say. Um, and maybe they leaned a little bit more into storylines for like I the, think the storylines were great this season for not just Emily. And so maybe season two was f- too Emily heavy. Maybe that's maybe, what because Sylvie's a rock star. So oh. like Sylvie is the best. I even like Camille. I even like Camille. I like everyone actually. Like I yeah. like all of the characters. I love Mindy. Um, Mindy I, is a star. Oh, she really is. Like I even like Gabriel. Obviously I love Alfie, but like I even love Gabriel and Gabriel's like kind of bore bore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, but he's but comfy. Like, he's comfy. That's, you know what? You're right. Darren Star makes good television for basic bitches. Totally. <laughs> for millennial Basic, basic bitches. bitches because watching it really was comforting and even talking about this right now I'm like I want to go back and rewatch it oh I I go back and rewatch it I mean he's my he's also my favorite show to go back and rewatch like uh, like any of his shows they're just so he it's like it's almost like okay here I go oh man now, I know people are in DMing me over this but like the Beatles they're so famous because they just made a very simple formula that was very catchy and poppy. And it just, can, you couldn't help but love it. Even if you didn't love the song, you like did. Yeah. Darren's that of sitcom. No, I, he's, I think he's that, that for that's the, accurate. Yeah. So that makes, well, why do you think so many people shit on it? Because like, I'm still seeing the same amount of people shit every year. They're so loud. The trolls are so loud. The people who, and people love to hate watch it, which is so weird to me. I don't understand hate watchers. No offense if you are a hate watcher out there. I can't spend any of my time watching something that like, I don't like, like it had, like that just like makes me angry. If like, I've realized I've spent like 30 minutes to an hour of my life watching something that I, that angered me. So like, I don't understand that people are like, Addicted to it, still gonna watch it, but I hate it. Everyone agrees, like, these characters are the worst, right? But still gonna watch it. What? I know, okay, but but just to play devil's advocate, we're about to do this with Sex and the City. Uh, and, th- and just like that, we um, are about to do that. Okay, great. So in this, okay, I'm a hypocrite and I take everything <laughs> that I just said back. <laughs> Never mind. I'm like the rest of you. No, I but watch. I do agree with you because there's a part of me like, we, we have to watch and just like that. We don't want to. We have we to. Have to. <laughs> You're but right. I do. I You're feel right. like, I feel like for a really long time, there's been this culture of like hating on things is cool. And I think we're moving into a time and I've seen it more and more where I think being a fangirl is actually becoming more cool than being like a hater or a troll. So I wonder if like that will start to 
dissipate or maybe it's just that like the trolliness like it's just it, even though it's a small percentage it the, the, like the, it they're so feels, loud it just feels like it's everybody but maybe maybe we're all the silent majority who are over here like actually loving Emily in Paris I hope you're right and like and it's honest- like a small minority that like truly hate it and even the people that hate it probably secretly like love it but like they hate themselves for liking it totally and I really like what you just said that hopefully we're like um going into like a new era like the era of a fangirl because I want the world to shift into fangirls because I am ready for wholesome life. I'm Me ready too. for wholesome content. I'm ready for like kindness. Yes. I'm ready for like, that's something about, that was another thing I loved about Harry and Meghan's documentary where I was like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time for a show that was so wholesome. Like I was yep. sobbing, just watching them with their baby. Like I'm so starving for wholesome television and wholesome content that I'm like enough of the hating, enough of the fucking trolls, enough of being like this was shit this was shit why don't we just like obsess over the things we're obsessed about like it's sweet it's sweet when people like things and I've actually I have to say I've actually learned about this through you like being a fangirl you when we were on tour you were a fangirl of Meghan Markle such a fangirl obviously of House of Dragon I'm sorry Mm -hmm. of Game of Thrones we'll say and also House of Dragons but um like you are a fangirl which is interesting because you're also somebody who people fan over Another great example, Claudia, huge fangirl. She fucking loves Taylor Swift. Like she's a fan of the royal family and like all things royal. Like she loves, she loves to love things. And I realize that's very cool. And Amanda Hirsch, she loves, she, the Kardashians. she might like, she might give a little bit of shit, but she like is way more about like fanning out over celebrity than like dripping yeah. it down. And the yeah. three of you being my friends in my life have made me realize how, because when I started radio, it was dark it was we were all negative that's like how that's like what people craved uh-huh. and and i know we've talked about this before but remember when you like said to me like in the last year or so that like i always lead with negativity and then we started to kind of dissect it and you're like maybe it's from the radio and it 100 yeah. was but like okay so before i met tay I was like, I was in a miserable relationship and I hated, I hated rom-coms because they made me like, I didn't like watching things with a happy ending because I wasn't going to get a happy ending. So I didn't want it like subconsciously for anyone else. I really couldn't stand rom-coms. Taylor, I I, didn't know this about you. I liked really like, I like, like Silence of the Lamb is one of my favorite movies. Like, but like we watch rom-coms. Yeah. Well, I've been with Tay now for almost nine years. So It, it told being with Taylor totally shifted, like even the things I like to consume. So yeah. I, I am a reformed troll. My name is Taylor Strucker. I'm a reformed yeah, troll. So are. to all the trolls listening, I know I, I can empathize. I've been there, but I promise you it's way more fun on this side. And that's the thing too, is like my friends who are like my most successful friends are the people that I would also align with like the biggest fan girls of certain things. And so you know, like, I remember I watched Taylor Swift, um, her concert that was on Netflix. It was like the whole thing. And I was like 10 minutes and I was like, this is so embarrassing. She's trying to dance like Beyonce loser. And I turned it off. And then I like a couple days later, my manager at the time, who's a big Taylor Swift fan and Claudia were like, it was the greatest thing ever. And I was like, she's embarrassing herself. And they're like, why don't you just fucking watch you bitch? So I did. And I cried and it felt like, like tears of joy. And once I got past my own shit and it was like, I just had to like flip a switch and I could like, rather than see all the bad and crap on it, I could see all the good. And I was like, this actually feels really nice to like it. It feels great. 
Thank you. You know what? That's what my first book, Next Level Basic, was all about. You know, it's cool to like things that you like. And it's cool to like like them so hardcore and be so passionate about it. Like, that's fun. That's cool. Why are we just like ashamed to like fangirl over shit? Fangirling is amazing. And and it makes other people feel good. Yes. And that's the truth. Like, and being in the positions that we're in, we're also in a wonderful position where we get to meet fans and Mm -hmm. we also experience when we meet not fans or trolls or whatever. And I can promise you like, it's way cooler from my perspective. Like when people come with love, I'm not like losers. I'm like, wow, they're awesome. Well, you're a fan of me. I'm not worthy. And then with the trolliness of it all, it's like, that ain't it. You're projecting all over me. And so I, yeah, I just, I think that, I think we're going to, enter an era where it's actually really uncool to be a hater like embarrassing for yourself oh my god i can't wait for that i know like no like taylor like when i go to sleep tonight i'm gonna think about that over and over again and i feel like it's gonna put me to sleep like so soundly because i want to live in that world and i haven't lived in that world for so long i'm I just know. so used to just like the, the I know. Like but- the the trolls, the like the meanness, just like all of it that I'm like we're going to live in a world where that's not cool anymore. And there will come a time too where the people who have been trolling for years, like they will uh, not all of them, but a lot of them will experience like a lot of shame. And they'll be like, I can't believe I did that to somebody I had, like actually didn't know. And when that shift comes, like when the time comes where all the trolls start feeling shameful about the way that they've been, Meghan Markle's going to be president. Literally. Yeah. And that will be the comeback that I needed. Like that, you know, it's like Anne Hathaway's having her comeback. Meghan Markle's going to be president one day and we're all going to be like, well, I'm really sorry for shitting on you the way that I did. And, and right. listen, haven't you like troll people or not troll people, but like thought no. like, but <laughs> no. how do I say this? I don't troll people. Ha- okay, fine. Then, uh, then I'll only speak for myself. I think like, there's like people in my mind that like I've hated, like Anne Hathaway's or people that I've like talked shit on oh, through my yeah, years of, of like course. doing radio. Of course. I'm, I, I thought you meant like, I don't go trolling people's no, social media no, and writing no, no, mean that's stuff. like the lowest form ever okay just of course hi, hi. No, everyone sorry. has opinions about people that's human nature to have yes. to have your judgments and feelings on someone like yes of course i have and i used to not like Meghan markle and then i changed my mind through you and now mm-hmm. i am where i am but like people will even see, still be like you didn't like her back in 2012 and i'm like <laughs> yeah and i was a bitch and i was a hater and i'm embarrassed you know what i mean so yeah. it's it, 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 eventually you'll be like, oh, I wish, wish I hadn't gone so hard. I mean, I've come for Bravo liberties. I'm like, whoops, missed the mark on that one. Like, but you know what? Change is possible. Growth is possible. You, yeah. I, I'm people, I hate when people say people don't change. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And so if you're a troll listening right now, you can literally decide in this very moment to not be, to change. Just because you're a troll right now, that doesn't mean that's who you are forever. You can change. Like how powerful is that? Like how powerful is that? Make that your ringtone. You can change. <laughs> be better. Okay. Let's talk White Lotus. Oh, fuck. And okay. Let me just tell you the way I did this because I didn't watch season one. I hadn't watched season one. Okay. Season two comes along. Everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to watch this. I don't even know what it's about. And everyone's like, you'd be obsessed. It's in Italy. It's in Italy. I'm like, oh, it is. 
then I found out that's the second season that's in Italy. And I'm like, fine, can I, I'm going to start with the second season. They're like, you can do that. You can you do can. that because it's like different characters. I started with the second season, fucking loved it. Watched the first season. Didn't really love it. You know what? That's I, I would have suggested start with season one because season two was such a payoff. Right. And when we watched season one, all like collectively, I feel like, or just even, I can't speak for everybody. I can speak for me and Tay, but like we really liked it. But there was a part of me that I was like, I know it's cool and I know it's different and I kind of get it, but I kind of don't, but I'm just going to be like, I like it because I feel like if I say I don't, I'll sound stupid. So I, I like, think I, I would have felt the same way. I would have had the same. It. Yeah, I liked it, but like, it's but like, fine. But I didn't like miss it or like every week yeah. I was like, okay, it's on. Yeah. But when it was over, I was like, it's done. Good night. You know, <laughs> yeah. or, good, or, or like goodbye. I'm going to go watch reruns of the Hills. Cause I did that over the Christmas break and that was dark, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wow there's so much quality television out there you wanted to watch reruns <laughs> of the hills like you no. know what get that done now before you have a baby because like you're ne- once you have a baby you're never gonna watch reruns of the hills again <laughs> I know. it's so talk about a bad show i'm embarrassed that i didn't realize how bad it was Whoa. totally holy shit it's just staring yeah, no, literally. Just staring. <laughs> I mean, it's but it, honestly, it was so great. But like, yeah, it was just staring. so great. So, but White Lotus season two, like I, when it would, and when the episodes would end, I'd want more. I couldn't wait for the next week. Like I, when it ended, it like hurt my heart. Like I've been perpetually looking for something that kind of makes me feel that White Lotus vibe. Yeah. Uh, Glass Onion did a good job. I felt. Glass Onion did a great job, but it's a movie. Yeah. So, season two was just, and don't forget, season one was nominated for like so many awards. So, season oh, two is going to sweep. I hope so. So, I have two, I have one bone to pick with mm-hmm. um, White Lotus season two that like I can't get out of my head. And it like drives me insane because, what? you know, I love traveling to Italy. Yeah. I, and um, I have that, I've had those experiences and I don't understand how. A group of people can go to Italy and like never really leave their resort and like have all their food, like all their meals at the resort. I'm like, mm. I'm watching really this and you I'm would just never like, never stay at your hotel for dinner every night. I wouldn't even do it once, really. I mean, maybe once, depending on the hotel. Yeah, let's just say, okay, um, Hotel de Russie, I would have gone to dinner there once. And yeah. but like every other breakfast, lunch, dinner, you want to like walk around the town and like find cool places. Why aren't they leaving the resort? And it was like, kind of like, it was like a a disease that was like in my brain that like, I couldn't get out the whole time with every meal, every meal. Cause like the dad, you know, Albie's dad would be like, see you at dinner at eight, dinner's at eight, dinner's at eight. I'm like, well, where's dinner? Of course I know where dinner is. I know where dinner is. <laughs> Aren't you guys sick of it yet? Fuck. Oh, oh this is that's so just unrealistic. That just freaked my brain out so much. Like the, the whole point of going to Europe is to like experience yeah, like if you're gonna food. Shoot, don't shoot in Italy. Yeah. Shoot like, yeah. It made sense that like in Hawaii, they were staying at the totally. resort. Cause when you're at a resort in like a tropical location, like you kind of stay there, you know, like yeah. that's what you do. But like, not when you're in Europe. Europe is to go out and experience the culture, the restaurants, the food, the architecture, walk around, see different things. It's like, I don't know. I just like couldn't get down with that. When are we going back to Europe? Yeah, no, I think about this 24 fucking seven. Okay. But also White Lotus. Can I just say, spoiler, 
pause it or like re- fast forward if like you haven't watched it yet. Yeah. <gasps> Tanya's death was like the best death I've seen like ever. Ev- ever. No, ever. like in the history of deaths. <laughs> No, like, like, and the crazy thing was, like, I didn't even see it coming because no, it was so it. stupid. I'm like, well, that's not gonna happen. I'm like, even when she fell and hit her head, I was like, she's fine. No, like, but then I was like, but that, I'm like, wow, that was great. <laughs> like, it was so quiet, but, and like so quick, but I'm like, that was, wow, that was fantastic. Like, of course, that makes the most sense. <laughs> it was the, the, the creator of it, Ned Schneebly, remember him from, from School of Rock? Which person in, was he in School of Rock? He's, he's Sarah Silverman's like boyfriend, fiance. He's Jack Black's roommate. Oh, I didn't know that that's... Ned Schneebly oh. is the guy behind all of this White Lotus stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Wow, yeah. I know. So he decided that. He decided... Give it up to Ned. Yeah. Oh, but now I'm sad that Tanya's not going to come back, that Jennifer Coolidge uh, isn't going to come back because no. she's like the best part of it. It's like when Ned Stark died in Game of Thrones. I know. She's I like... I. I'm really not happy with that decision. Yeah. Maybe she'll come back. <laughs> well, she said she was like, if there were flashbacks, like she could come back. Or if there was like a prequel, she'd obviously be able to come back. And I'm like, oh, I'd be or, here for a prequel. If they were going to do a prequel. If they were going to do a prequel, <laughs> I'd want to come back real bad. <laughs> really, really bad. Really. <laughs> I'm... Ruining real this. talk. <laughs> I saw her in New Orleans at one of my best friends from home, Sheena Manina. She has this like wellness um, place called Raw Republic, and I saw Jennifer Coolidge there, and it was yeah. like such a, it was like such a like starstruck moment because she was so not wanting to be bothered. You could tell that she's like really shy. Like she seems shy and quiet, and like just wants to keep to herself and like not about getting attention. And it was just like it was really cool. One of my co-hosts on Taylor Strucker show, Andrea Lopez, she does a, if you don't follow her, follow her, Andrea Lopez comedy. She does an amazing Jennifer Coolidge impersonation, but she got to meet Jennifer like two or three years ago uh-huh. before her resurgence. They had dinner together. Oh my God. Amazing. Them. What the fuck? How does that happen? I don't know. But she said she was like, so herself, like she just said, like talk, talking about men er, and dating. She's like boy crazy a little bit. I love that. I know. love that for Jennifer Coolidge. I know. Okay. So yeah, loved White Lotus, loved Emily in Paris. Now I added one more thing that I just want to quickly talk about before I okay. let you go. Nepo babies. Who? No. Something small. Just something. So let's, uh, we'll we'll be doing this for another hour. (laughs) We don't have, no, listen, we don't, we can keep it quick. We can keep it quick. We can keep it quick. Okay. If anyone doesn't know what Nepo babies are, it's um, children that have, well, it's nepotism. So like when you're born in, let's say your parents are famous actors and you're born, then you get to be an actor too because of your parents. But like nepotism exists like in any industry, a million industries out there. Right. But right it now it's like, like having a moment. The entertainment industry is just like so hard to get into. So, and everybody wants in. So it just feels like, well, if the Nepo babies are taking up all the spots, like that's not fair. And even think about it too, like modeling. Modeling is a right now is a great example because like supermodels, Cindy Crawford and Kate Moss, like they're like, I grew up in a world where like, if you could go to the mall and be discovered at the mall, like in the middle of yeah. fucking nowhere, and yeah. you could become an overnight sensation and become a model. And now it's like, well, when models have children with like hot actors, their kids are fucking insane looking and yeah. set the bar impossibly high. So now it's like, 
good luck being a model if you're not a Nepo model. Like, they don't even exist. So it's... I don't know why Nepo, Nepo babies are becoming this this thing, though, right now. That, that, like, the world is getting a little too soft. Where, like, people... It almost feels like it's, like, nepotism kids aren't going to be allowed certain yeah. auditions like, it's like gonna go it's gonna swing the opposite way where like if you do have two famous parents you're not allowed to actually go yeah, and audition because we need to make it fair but like that's also not fair like now it's becoming like this thing where where they're like being like hated on and shit on and it's like that's not their fault it's not right. they couldn't control what they were born into and a lot of people like Okay, like if you're if you have two creative parents, then like you right, probably right. are going to be creative too. So you're going to yeah. be good at the things that you're surrounded by when you're growing up. Well, like you my know? dad's a doctor and went to Harvard. My little brother went to Harvard and is in mm -hmm. medical school to be a doctor. Should Zach not allowed to be in the medical industry because my dad was? That's not fair. And also it makes for a good doctor because he kind of grew up with it so he knows the ropes um like not everything is fair yeah there's a lot of shit out there that's not fair i really feel that a lot of things aren't fair but like I, well how about tough. this I'm, I'm gonna give because there's a part of me that's like the hater part of me that hasn't fully died like kind of is like yeah fuck nepo babies right because they're just like god they got good genes they're hot they're rich fuck like nicola pelts and brooklyn beckham Come yeah, but like on. they're not really accomplishing anything. <laughs> Boom. And that's what I wanted to they're say. Not. Was yeah. when you're getting mad about Nepo babies and it's three o'clock in the morning, you can't sleep because I think was getting mad about Nepo babies. Think about this. Nepo babies have it hard because you know, even if they are deserving and wildly talented, their entire life is spent having to prove that they got it on their own and not with their parents. And I'd say 25% of them, maybe even less, like 10, deserve everything they have. And it's not because of their parents. Like Kate Hudson. She's fucking phenomenal. 100%. Whether Kate Goldie Hudson, and Kurt were her yes. parents or not, it doesn't matter. She is a goddamn star. Yes. But she is the exception to the rule. So I feel like, yeah, like... Nepo babies live with th this cloud over them for their whole lives, which is people will never take me seriously. So if Nepo babies make you mad, just remember that everybody's cuts hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just like had a thought while you were talking. Um, not that like I'm anyone like that important in the entertainment industry, but like is Hartford going to be a Nepo baby? <laughs> it's funny because as we were talking about this, I was like, wait, is Hartford a Nepo baby? Wait. <laughs> Because, like, she's super entertaining. And she is. She's I, got the kids got it. She's got the it factor. She's got pizzazz. She's got, you know, spunk. And what if she grows up in a time where, like, you're not allowed to be a Nepo baby? <laughs> Honestly, that, that would really happen. You know what? No, that would happen to me. You know, it would, of course... <laughs> It would be right when I have a baby that people are like, you know what? No, canceling Nepos, canceling Nepo babies. Nepos. We're not into that anymore. And so then my baby can't be a Nepo baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to be able to be a D-list Nepo baby if she wants. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh. Poor Hartford. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry because... Nepo baby would be putting her on a reality TV show if we're playing this game. Okay, so what if she wants to do that? And people are like, no. She won't. 
she won't, she'll want to be on TikTok or the next version of that. She'll be like, I don't know, dancing and teleporting herself all over the globe. I guess that's like the next, in my mind, that's like where that's the next, next that's wave where it's of going. future is going. Yeah. Okay. She'll be like projected doing like a dance number to Lizzo, like in outer space. Yes. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh my God. Like Xenon the Zequel or Xenon <laughs> the girl of this 21st century and then Xenon the Zequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'll be okay. okay. So see, I told you I'd keep the Nepo baby thing short. I just like wanted to like, just like hear your initial thoughts on it. There's like not much to dive into. I think everyone needs to calm down about and Nepo babies. And I think babies. also like there, there is, there is a hell of their own making that Nepo babies are in. So like, if you're like, they have it so easy, they actually don't have it so easy. And I mean, you I do mean, have, but they do have do. it easy. <laughs> they, yes. So that very privileged lives. Yes. So like they do have okay, it easy, fine, yes. but that doesn't mean they don't have their problems. Precisely. Everyone has their problems. And just because they're not as bad as yours doesn't mean that they're not bad to them. It's all they know. Yeah. You know? Everybody's cuts hurt. Everyone's cuts hurt. Maybe that's what we should name this episode. Everyone's like cuts hurt. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, oh everyone, yeah. if you could go um on the podcast app or like Spotify or whatever and rate review and subscribe. That would be great. You can also watch this on patreon.com slash Stassi, where you can also go and listen to the good, the bad, the baby podcast that I do with Bo. And there's so many videos, so much video content. So if you just want more, if you want more, I can give you more head there. Taylor, your turn. Okay. So if you want to listen to me and you're not sure about me, I get it. I can be abrasive. So just listen to my free podcast. It's on uh, Dear Media. It's called Taste of Taylor. And um, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to that, that would be great as well. And if you love me, also go to Patreon, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker Show. I have a daily show. And um, it's a vibe. And follow Word. me at Taylor Strecker. That, that, that's, that's, that's the most important. Follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker. Oh yeah, follow her. Just go follow her. It, literally, that's good enough. I'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you from that one platform. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.